0: Well, good morning again on this Palm Sunday. We are continuing our series on the cross as we march toward this coming Sunday, which is Easter, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in today's message from God's Word, we're going to get just a, a small glimpse into the suffering, the depth of suffering that our Savior, Jesus Christ, endured for us. We're going to be continuing with What we began last week, or at least continuing Psalm 22, continuing in the 22nd Psalm. We looked at the first nine verses last week, and we're going to be beginning this week looking in the rest of the portion of chapter number 22. And Jesus endured so much suffering on our behalf so we could enjoy reconciliation with god the father and it's even difficult to grasp the degree of suffering that jesus endured and the medical community has done their part to uh, try to help us to see and understand what the human body goes through uh, in a crucifixion It's very very gruesome uh, and just what jesus endured prior to the cross would have been enough to almost kill any human being jesus endured That suffering, then he goes to the cross, and he does all of that for us. But as we think about, the isolation of the cross was unimaginable. Uh, None could or even would help Jesus Christ as he hung there on the cross. Even his disciples forsook him, and they fled. Uh, Most of them were not around there while, while he was there, and they weren't with him. Another quote from Charles Haddon Spurgeon, we quoted him a bit last week. Another quote from Spurgeon is, being friendless is crushing to the human soul. And imagine Jesus as uh, he is hanging there on the cross, and just John and his mother is there uh, watching what's going on. All the rest of his disciples had deserted him at that time. And also we, we look at the indignities of the cross. Uh, they're unfathomable what Jesus Christ endured uh, for that. Another quote from Spurgeon, unholy eyes gazed insultingly on the Savior's nakedness. The first Adam made us all naked. The second Adam became naked that he might clothe our naked souls. So just for the next few moments, let's try to grasp the degree of Christ's suffering. We begin with Psalm 22 and verse number 12, as we look at that together. Verse 12 begins, Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. This is a psalm of David. And as we read this, we read this as coming from David and it, I believe, has a dual fulfillment in that David is talking about what he was experiencing, but it was, to a great degree, a prophetic psalm, talking about what the Messiah would ultimately have to, and what we see in Psalm 22, of, so we see things that I believe God's own people, Israel, have uh, have Ignored because we see that he is suffering. We see that the Messiah would suffer reproach for us, would suffer on our behalf. Verse number 13 They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Let's pray. Lord, please use your word this morning to help us to have a glimpse into the, the reproach, the suffering, the loneliness that our Savior Jesus endured on our behalf, that we might be reconciled with God the Father. Help us this morning to understand just a little bit more the depth of suffering and the love that was shown so that we might be able to enjoy our relationship with our Heavenly Father. We pray this this morning in Jesus' name. So how did Jesus, as we sinned in um, 22, we said he felt like water being poured out on the ground. felt like uh, he was being poured out on our behalf. We see that in verse 14, where he says, poured like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. Like poured water, had no form or beauty. So, well, the Bible talks about Jesus. As a of 53. matter of fact, Isaiah 53 is a is one of the chapters in of Isaiah that talks about the Savior would ultimately endure. Uh, Psalm 53 talks about the suffering Savior. And we're having some slide change errors this morning. Uh, Back in Isaiah 53, 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. This was talking about jesus Jesus christ didn't come onto the scene as some flashy televangelist he didn't come onto the scene as someone who just by uh, sheer power of personality would change the world no he would quietly and day by day and person by person would change their hearts would ultimately change their eternity and one day would be hanging there on the cross suffering for us, and would pay the sin debt of the entire world. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Physically, uh, now, we don't know what Jesus looked like, uh, contrary to the Italian painters, uh, but the Bible says that he was an ordinary human being as in terms of he looked like any other Uh, Jew when when you looked upon him but it Shielded the fact or it uh, Covered the fact that he was the God of the universe that he had left the glory of heaven and taken upon himself human flesh So that he would be able to have a body that could suffer and die for us and so Jesus think about this Jesus feeling like water and Water being poured out on the earth. It had no form. It had no substance, so to speak. And Jesus is the Lord of the earth's water. Think about it. He felt like water being poured out. He was the Lord of the water. He walked on water. He stilled the waves and the storms of the sea when he was in the boat. He offered himself as living water to those who thirsted as he was going through his life. And now he feels like water being poured out. The cross was a supreme example of humiliation. Jesus giving himself utterly and completely. Opening himself up to be used, abused, and ultimately to die on the cross in our place. So the cross was a supreme example of Humiliation of the Holy One. So he felt like being, like water being poured out on the ground. And secondly, the Bible says, all his bones were out of joint. Here's a quote from Matthew Henry. He said, his bones were out of joint that he might put the whole creation into joint again. Think about that. All bones out of joint so that he might put the whole creation into joint again, which sin had put out of joint and might make our broken bones rejoice. That's what Jesus did on our behalf. We look again at Psalm twenty-two, fourteen. He says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. Uh, we can't even begin to fathom and understand what happens uh, to the human body during a crucifixion. Yes, he was nailed through his hands, through his feet, and he was raised up, the cross coming down with a jarring thud into the bottom of the hole, and he is stretched there upon the cross. And I'm sure the, uh, the, the weight and all of the forces there upon the body were putting uh, stress upon the joints and the ligaments. All of this, he was suffering for you. And for me, I mean, we can only partially imagine what it's like just yesterday. Nathan and I were uh, putting down flooring, putting down laminate flooring in our dining room, in our living room. And literally last night, I felt like I couldn't move every single bone, every single joint hurt. Uh, As a matter of fact, this morning, it was hard getting up. Think about being placed on a cross after having been beaten within an inch of your life. And Jesus suffered that for you, and he suffered that for me. You know, as we, we think about the triumphal entry on the Sunday prior to the crucifixion, everyone was excited. They were throwing palm fronds in front of the donkey as Jesus was being led into town triumphally. But the very same people, who were doing this were the ones who cried out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And Jesus suffers that for you and for me. So it feels like water being poured out on the ground. The one who created the water, the one who walked on the water, the one who stilled the water, the one who offered himself up as living water feels like water being poured out on the ground. All his bones out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. So consider just the pain of one bone being out of joint and consider all that Jesus suffered. Uh, I think now we're beginning to feel a little bit of the great deal of suffering and the pain that Jesus endured. And, and there was a reason why crucifixion was not used on Roman citizens because it was too horrendous. It was too horrible when we when we think about uh, inhumane treatment that's the way the Romans looked at it as a matter of fact it was reserved for the worst criminals and uh, the Roman citizens typically were not crucified on a cross because it was such a horrible treatment and we see that in Isaiah 53 Um, he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and the suffering due us was placed on Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. The strong one, the mighty one, the creator of heaven and earth became weak for you and became weak for me. He was brought to the dust of death. We see that in Psalm 22, 15. And then thirdly, to add insult to injury, They started gambling for his clothes. I mean, think about that. They were making fun of him. They had disrobed him. They divided his clothes, and they were casting lots to see who could have his clothes. Verse 18, Psalm 22. And they they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So his crucifiers, theirs dividing or dividing his clothes. They're casting lots for them. Think about it. The one who came to clothe sinners with righteousness is the one who his garments are being gambled for. His enemies took off his robe. Here was sacrilege at its summit. Jesus Christ, the God of the universe, The king is suffering this for you and suffering this for me. So as we think about what Jesus Christ has gone through for us, it's so easy for us as believers to to gloss over what happened during that, that week leading up to the cross. I mean, just the prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane ought to give us a little bit of hint as to what he realized that he was going to have to endure. Sweating drops of blood as he prays, as he's agonizing over the events of uh, the following day, as he is going to be hanging he's going to be beaten, hanging there on a the cross. It's easy for us to uh, to to miss the depth of not only the suffering but the love that Jesus Christ showed for us remember back years ago when Mel Gibson came out with the, the movie about the crucifixion and people were up in arms why is it rated R why is it rated R is it because of no, it was because and they had to tone it down because of the violence it wasn't appropriate for children to watch because it was so extreme and so severe and personally i believe that they kind of sugarcoated it a bit just to get it out to, to get an r rating because it was so violent as a matter of fact i just can't even imagine what jesus endured even what he looked like think about it when you when you go into what the the whip that the roman soldiers used to to beat him with what it would have done as he was flailed uh, just what that would have done to his body in exposing the ribcage and on and on and on what Jesus endured. And then being hung on a, on a rough wooden cross and having to raise himself up just to breathe and allow him to go back down and had to rise up with every breath. Can imagine what he suffered. So it's easy for us to not really think about what he endured for us. And just think about the high points, the resurrection, and think about all the great things that he's done for us without really thinking about what he went through for us. So as we conclude this morning and think about the suffering of Jesus on the cross for us, I I, I think as we, we go through this week, I think we need to spend some time each day Realizing and understanding the suffering of our Savior. Because I believe that that is going to bring into perspective what happens on the Sunday morning, the first day of the week where the women come to the tomb and find the tomb empty. Jesus Christ suffered for us and he rose again from the dead so that we might be able to enjoy life. So this week, as we spend time contemplating and preparing for the Resurrection Sunday, let's think about what Jesus endured for us. As you spend time in your word, you may want to, to completely read through the 22nd Psalm. Maybe maybe read through Isaiah 53 as you're preparing for this this weekend where... Uh, We also think about the day that Jesus hung there on the cross. So as we read through, pray and thank God as as you're seeing. This is what Jesus endured for me. God, thank you. Oh God, I can't believe that my sin is what prompted Jesus to have to do this on my account. Thank you, Father, for sending your, your own son, Jesus Christ. And pray through what we read in these verses. Two questions as we conclude. What does the suffering of Christ mean to you? What does Jesus' suffering mean to you? Has the reality of that truly sunk in as we have caught a glimpse into the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ? How does it impact us? How how does how do we respond? Do we respond with gratitude? Or as we are prone to do, sometimes just gloss over it or maybe take it for granted, what he endured for us. So what does the suffering of Christ mean to you? And then the second question, how have we responded in repentance and faith to such law? Are we living a thank you life? If you've trusted Christ as your savior. And I and I hope this morning that everyone here. Has trusted Christ as their savior. You say well I'm not really sure. I, I, I know I believe in Jesus. Well the Bible says even the demons believe. That Jesus is God. They know he came. They know he created the earth. They know he created them. It's not enough for us to just. Mentally believe. We have to understand that Jesus is God. He died on the cross in our place. He is our Savior. And we need to accept that free gift by grace through faith, not by anything we can do. We trust and we receive the gift of eternal life. We're baptized into the body of Christ, our sins are forgiven we are made part of the family of God. All who call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, shall be saved. So how will you respond to such suffering and this gift? How do we respond? I trust that it's in repentance and in faith to such a profound act of love. Let's pray. Lord, today... We are so very thankful for the life of Jesus Christ, the earthly life of Jesus Christ, who made it possible to die a death for the entire human race, who would believe and made it, made it effective for everyone who would believe. And also thank you, Heavenly Father, for the divine life of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who could pay an eternal sin debt as no one else could. So, Father, this morning, as we think of the suffering Savior, may it make a profound difference in our life. May it make a difference in how we think, in our motives, in our attitude, and our actions, not only throughout this week, but throughout the rest of our life. And let this not be a religion. Let this not just be Uh, something that culturally we do, but help us to understand that this is a relationship with you and that as the body of Christ we are related one to another. And, Father, may we also be willing to sacrifice for each other. Help us as we make a difference in the world around us. Father, help us to prepare for this outreach that we're planning next month Lord I pray that you would help us to even just do in just a small way something for someone else to, to take a few hours out of our week to make a difference in someone's life and it may not even be by installing a, a smoke detector it might just be by showing a smiling face Extending a welcoming hand, or maybe even a hug to someone who needs it. An opportunity to pray for someone going through a difficult time. Who knows that, that maybe for such a time as this, that whoever you place on that team going to that particular residence is the one that, that you're going to use to make a difference in someone's life. Lord help us I know we humanly speaking are not able to do much but Father you are able to take everything that we can do and you can turn it into something miraculous Father help us to be going out making a difference helping helping others Father help us to this week just spend some time as well with you in prayer meditating on what you mean to us to our families Lord help us to make a difference for you and I pray Lord God that you would make a difference in our lives we pray this in Jesus name Amen